All right, welcome to the first of its kind, world-changing manufacturers network. Lisa Ryan has her ears to the ground and her heart in the game. Get ongoing education and new connections right here with Lisa and the manufacturers network. Buckle your seat, listen, and spread the word. Here's Lisa. Hey, it's Lisa Ryan. Welcome to the Manufacturers Network podcast. Our guest today is Emily Wilkins. Emily helps job shops make bigger profits and even bigger impact by building them a radical brand and marketing machine in just a few days and empowering them to use it. Emily, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me, Lisa. So share with us a little bit about your background. What led you to doing what you're doing and particularly in working in your work with manufacturers? I grew up near Detroit and my most of my family worked for GM or in the auto industry some way, shape or form. So I kind of have always been around manufacturing and, you know, mechanics and how, how things work. Um, my dad, he only had three daughters. I was, I was the first of three girls. So I, I was his, his son. So he took me, <laughs> so my dad did a great thing and, you know, getting me involved in all of that. And my mom also is, uh, she worked for GM, they met at GM. So she worked in product development and then back to school and became a calculus professor. So she's at Kettering University, which used to be GMI. That's in Flint. And so I had one choice when it came to college. It was Kettering. (laughs) Kettering is actually a really unique school because it has a co-op program that starts from your freshman year on. Um, I actually had a a full-time job in the automotive industry before I even started school for three months. So every other term you switch from school to full-time work. I had friends that were in management positions. I had friends that worked for designing roller coasters for, you know, Disney, like just crazy cool opportunities as college students. So yeah, I, I started in mechanical engineering and then I worked in the automotive industry and found myself hanging out in the design studio a lot. I was pretty bored with all of the mechanical engineering tasks that they were giving me, which were mostly like, you know, busy work on spreadsheets and <laughs> and just getting bored with being in a meeting with 20 people arguing over a half an inch and like just bored. <laughs> right, so right. I, I know that's not the experience for all engineers, but uh, that was my experience. So I thought about going to art school and then I ended up switching to business. So I stayed at Kettering and I switched to business and my focus was in marketing. And I really liked my classes. I've, I'd always been kind of an entrepreneurial bird. I was I was the one with the lemonade stand and going around selling things to my neighbors and you know, much to my parents' <laughs> embarrassment. And then my, most of my career, I've I've worked in product development, but also in small job shops. So I've kind of been like the one woman marketing show inside of a couple of different small job shops. So I have a really an inside look at, you know, what they need, what they don't need, what their budgets are like, what their capacity is like internally for, for handling marketing projects and working on things like that. When I started my business a couple of years ago, 2019 was when I officially 
I was working, I was the marketing director at a Broadview product development in Zealand. I sort of started my business a little bit as part of Broadview and then branched out and started doing my own thing. I started marketing metal with manufacturers in mind. And then when the pandemic hit, I kind of, you know, had all of these friends like, Hey, will you build me a website? I'm going to start my business now. <laughs> so I kind of yeah. like broadened, <laughs> but then last summer I really doubled back down into manufacturing and that's where my, I have the most experience and I think where I can help the most. So I, I developed this process that is really different from how other marketing agencies approach it, that works it works really well for for manufacturing companies like small small to medium shops that are doing custom work rfp based or rfq based projects not i don't do e-commerce i don't work with manufacturers who are uh, developing and trying to market their own products i work with specifically like service based manufacturing companies Give us an example when you're when you're talking about because when you think about mar- manufacturing, you don't necessarily think about marketing in the same sentence. So, what would <laughs> yeah. be you know something that a job shop would want to do to really differentiate themselves in the market, and and what are some of the things that they do to do that? A lot of job shops grow organically like they most of them they grow to a point organically because they become known in their community for being good at whatever they're whatever it is they're doing word gets around and then they end up with customers and so not a lot of them do much marketing but then i think they get to a certain point sometimes where they realize that you know maybe they're not super profitable on some of their projects they you know they end up with customers that are pain in the ass that they don't want to work with or or they just like their business and they want to they want it to grow and they want to have an impact on their community so I, a lot of these shops that I work with you know they're they're small businesses and and they they care about their community and um and I think that's amazing and so that's what I I really like working with those types of shops that really um they they want to provide a good place for people to work and and grow, you know, so that they can have a greater impact in their community. So when somebody is looking at that, creating a new brand message, or you call it a a radical brand message, and I know you have a blueprint for that, but without going into all of the steps of that, what are some simple strategies if somebody's starting to think about that they want to focus more on marketing and get the word out about the good work that they do, what would be some steps for them to get started? Mm -hmm. Well, the first thing is to make sure that they have something exciting to say. (laughs) We make anything or we make parts out of metal is not like, that's not, you're not saying anything, right? You're that's what all of the shops like you do, like, what is it about you that makes you different? And, and it can be, it it can be anything. Like it doesn't have to be this super profound message. It just has to be really memorable and, and get people excited and interested. So like, what would be if they just, you know, were a metal shop and they made things and they're like, I have no idea what's, what's exciting because we make everything. So what would be some ways to get them to like think differently about them or maybe some of your, you know, favorite 
ones that you've worked with where people just in having conversations or exploring with people that it's like, oh my God, I didn't realize that's exciting instead of just the traditional marketing blah, blah, blah that everybody else is putting out there. I just did a website and brand for a company called Onyx Inc. in in Erie, Pennsylvania. And their mission, when I when I did my setup process with them, they talked a lot about wanting to revitalize the American dream. And they were really big on revitalizing their communities. Um, Erie, Pennsylvania was hit really hard with offshoring and 60s, like like manufacturing was, was Erie in the 60s. You know, that was their like peak of economic prowess or whatever. Like they were, they were manufacturing and then offshoring happened and they, you know, the community really took a hit from that. And the recession, you know, in 2008, 10, whatever, really hit them as well, even harder. So they were just really big on like revitalizing community and bringing people together. They, they sold their company back to their employees a couple of years ago. So they're really people centered. And so when we built their brand, I, I changed the one word from revitalize to reignite because this company builds industrial furnaces. Like they, that's their thing. They, they're in forge and heat treat furnaces. And so, so I just, that one little word change to, from revitalize to reignite really lit them up and they just like, they love it and they ran with it. And, um, and throughout their site, we used a lot of like heat heat words keep keep your you know keep your forge hot and keep your furnace hot and like you know exciting and using words like that to really just make it more interesting and fun and so they're working on a project right now where they're going to increase their customers production by 50 percent and this customer has a production-based bonus for their and for all of their team so increasing their bonus by 50% is a pretty big deal, <laughs> right? Not to say the least. Yeah. So that's a, that's a really awesome story that we're, we're going to run with. Like we're, we're trying to get the word out there and, you know, different industry publications and, and things like that and really talk about that and how, how that's actually going to affect their communities and, you know, kind of interviewing some of the people that work there to, you know, find out what that means for them and what that's going to do for their life and things like that. So, well, and um, I think especially when, you know, I go on LinkedIn and I see people, different manufacturers, you know, talking about what they do, but it's basically just, oh, we have this new product and they yeah. show a picture of the new product. And it's like, okay, yeah. but it's really the story behind it and mm-hmm. having some fun with it, you know, doing the play on words, kind of like the eye rolling dad joke type, yes. type thing <laughs> that, but it makes people smile. It, you know, it gives them a reaction versus yet another boring campaign. Yep. And it also sounds like with getting the word out there. So I know you do stuff with blogs that again, when I don't think when I think about manufacturers, I don't think a whole lot about blogging because it's more like technical articles and technical things yep. talking specifically about product features. But it sounds like you're really focusing on the benefits and the fun and the culture and everything else. So talk about that of getting that job shop's history Mm -hmm. out there in a fun and unique way. Yeah. So 
for a lot of these shops, like I said, you know, there's, there's a hundred million fab shops that all do the same thing. Like, it's not <laughs> like, how are you going to make that different and exciting? And the way you do that is by really making it human. You know, it's, it's all about those human connections and you have a new, a new product or a new service that you want to showcase, put one of your humans on camera and have them talk about it and show it and, you know, talk about the process of how they came to, you know, to come up with this idea or what problem they're solving or whatever, you know, it's, it's more that personality, like people, you know, yes, you're selling to a company, like you're, you're selling your stuff to other manufacturing companies usually, but, but your buyer is a human, right? <laughs> Somebody, who, right. the person who's buying from you is a human. They, they care about human things at any time you post anything online. If there's a human face in it, it's going to do a million times better than something that doesn't have a face in it. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, the more human you can make it, the better, the more, you know, bring out that personality. And, and this is actually a great way to, to engage your team, which is a huge thing right now, because, you know, talent attraction and retention is like most, most manufacturers, number one problem right now leveraging your marketing efforts to also engage your team and get them involved. That's, that's a win-win for everyone. Right. Right. Yeah. We think of marketing in terms of getting new customers, but yeah, if employees have actually heard of you mm -hmm. because of your marketing efforts and you're yep. showing humans in your marketing and you're getting the word out as far as some of the different things that you're doing, the mm -hmm. mission that you are helping to support as far as the organization and in the community, you are definitely going to attract people to you that you probably wouldn't have found otherwise. Yeah. And you're going to attract a higher caliber of, of people who care about other people, right? <laughs> and right. people who care about people are going to care about their job more and care about, you know, what they what they're doing and care about helping their team and all that. So when it comes to blogging, I know one of the other things that you have is your stupid, simple blog system. So <laughs> yeah. if somebody has, they're a little overwhelmed by blogging, I don't have time to blog. I don't know what to write. I just sit there and look at the computer screen and the keyboard for 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. What are some of the, the tips that you can share that might ease that nervousness and get them started? Yeah. So a couple of things. Number one, engage your team. Yes, machinists are not known for their writing skills, but you don't know unless you ask, right? Like maybe your machinist does like to write or maybe your welding guy is a comedian and, you know, loves to get on camera and just be funny or whatever, you know? So finding out what those talents are from your team and giving them reasons to use those talents and showing them that you, that you value them for that. Blogging is great for search engine optimization because the more you add to your website, the, the more Google sees that you're making changes and keeping things relevant. So the more it'll send you traffic and also the more search terms you're going to come up for. So with blogs, the, the key is to think about who you're trying to talk to like who's your ideal audience that you're trying to talk to. And then um, one stupid simple hack that I use is 
just have a conversation with someone and record it. I use it's otter.ai. To re- great program. It's amazing. I use it to record all of my meetings and it transcribes, you know, it transcribes your audio and syncs it with the audio so that you can, you can search through the transcripts for things. You have to go back and edit, you know, it, it doesn't yeah, always. It's not pretty, pretty, but it is. It's not really always good. perfect, right? But, <laughs> but you record that conversation and then you can just go back, you know, copy and paste the text into a, a blog and then go through and kind of edit it for, and make it more of a, a blog post. Um, that's one stupid, simple hack that will make blogging a million times easier. <laughs> and I think also something like just asking the question, you know, what is keeping my customers up at night? Yeah. Or another thing that may be fun is, you know, you have your receptionist, your customer service people of, maybe having them write down things like the, what are the, what are your customers asking? And then you can just put that information out there. So again, it's real, it's relevant. You're getting your people involved in it because now they feel, Ooh, wow. The blog post this week was my customer that I talked to last week. Yeah. So there's so many different, I think sometimes we overthink it, don't we? Totally. Yes, totally. And don't make it boring and stuffy. Like people, people don't want to read like the way that we're taught how to write in school. Like that's not how, you know, we don't talk that way. So don't write that way. Like write like you're talking to somebody. You don't have to, it doesn't have to be perfect. And like, what's the word I'm looking for? Academic, you know? (laughs) Right. Exactly. And that's more likely to turn people off anyway, if it's too boring, which is why I like that. I use the Otter AI as well. And there's so many other programs that are out there like that. But yeah, again, something really easy to do. And maybe you post it as an interview with, you know, Joe, the machinist or Sally, the the welder or whatever you want to do, that it's just short snippets, a lot of things that you can do. And if you really want to stretch that shit is what I call (laughs) how how I call it, you can record somebody like your machinist explaining something or whatever, you know, record somebody saying it on video and then use Otter to transcribe it. And then you can post the video and you can turn the transcripts into a blog post. So you just created two pieces of content with one video, you know, exactly. Yeah. And even, you know, and there's so many programs out there. I mean, I use Happy Scribe, but when it comes to putting the subtitles on it, so then that way you're kind of doing all of the above. It's like you got the video that people can see a real person. You have the subtitles. And then for the people who really hate videos and, you know, taking the time to watch a two minute video, they can can then read what's Mm -hmm. below it. So yeah, that's like with me. Yeah, you never do anything just one time. Mm-mm. Repurpose, repurpose, repurpose. Yes, yes. Yeah, and you can you can repost things too. You know, if, right. if you can recycle your posts, you know, in a couple months, like people are going to forget that you or you have new people, you know, following you now, or different people yeah. will you know catch different people at different times. Like you can you can post the same thing more than once. 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, I do that with the manufacturer's network. Yeah. I just keep going and, you know, reposting the other, the other episodes. I don't know how often they're listened to, but the content is out there. You know, you tag the people that are in it, they can share it. And like you said, maybe you're having new people because the, the life of something on social media is just a couple seconds sometimes yeah. because if I'm scrolling through and I don't see it, I'm not going to see it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like video content, you know, if you have that on your website or on YouTube, that that's going to be there forever. And people can search that. Well, you know, until the internet crashes and yeah, <laughs> which probably won't ever happen, but yeah, who knows who would have who thought, knows? We had a, you know, a, a pandemic that took out, yeah. you know, the last two years of business too. <laughs> right. Exactly. But so when, when somebody is considering doing more marketing outreach for the reasons you said, either their customer list is getting stale or they just want to kind of up the quality of the, the customers that they're attracting, what's the number one way to get started or the, the number one thing to, to start first, I guess, if you're prioritizing it? The messaging is really the most important part. You, you really want to make sure that your message is clear, consistent, memorable. Again, it doesn't have to be profound, but it has to be memorable and short and sweet. And, and you have different levels, different layers of messaging, right? So you have like a tagline that short and sweet. You might have an elevator pitch that is a little bit longer. You have some messaging on your homepage, on your website, or to topics that you care about or unique viewpoints on things like maybe you know maybe you there's something that you've always hated about your industry and you're doing things different or maybe you just have a really unique perspective on on a certain topic or something like think about all of those things and try to kind of brain dump that's always the first the first step is really developing that messaging and and kind of brain dumping ideas because then you you have that list forever to pull from Right. And so what about it? So we know the website is extremely important because that's the first place people are going to go and learn about you. So having real people there, getting humans involved, having the blog live there. What about social media? When it comes to manufacturing, where are you finding that customers and other manufacturers are hanging out mm -hmm. the most? LinkedIn has been massive for me. It can depend a little bit on your on your market, but LinkedIn is important. And and every social network is different too. So you kind of want to know who your audience is on those different networks. Like Facebook is a little bit more for, you know, employee type posts, more of those human interest things. But TikTok is actually up and coming. <laughs> and uh -huh. it's it's not there's not as many companies that are using it for that, like leveraging it for that. But so that makes it easier for you to get your stuff seen. And there are a ton of people on it and new people joining every day. So it's a, it's a growth, it's a fast growth platform that, and I'm going to contradict my, my earlier statement. There are people who will sit there and watch manufacturing processes on TikTok for hours. Like they'll just, you know, and hashtag satisfying is one that you see a lot of like, you know, just watching like a manufacturing process happen. Like I, I found this awesome account that I just posted about this on LinkedIn the other day, but is it's a 
it's a stamping press of some sort, but they, so they started putting all these like colorful things under the, under the press and stamping it to see what it would do. So Uh they're just like making this huge colorful mess out of a, you know, out of their machinery. And it's just like fun to watch and cool to watch. And, you know, I I don't know if you'll necessarily get customers from that, but you get, get your name out there and get people to pay attention to you. But the other thing is, I mean, if we're going to bring the sexy back to manufacturing, (laughs) it's like, that's where, future generations are coming in at. Yeah. And so if they can yeah. see something that's cool, that looks fun, yep. that's hashtag satisfying, yep. <laughs> you know, that may be, you know, cause it's like, I, my sister sends me TikTok stuff all the time. I don't really get it. I spend most of my time on LinkedIn, a little bit on Facebook, yeah. but, um, but that's so true because if we're looking for ways to bring new people into market now your customers may not be on TikTok but on TikTok but your future employees certainly are right now yeah. so that's a really great tip and again you know we get out of our comfort zones and do something and if you don't want to do TikTok i'm sure that there's somebody in your organization that loves it would be exactly. more than happy exactly <laughs> just ask your young people like who's on TikTok what do you love you know what, what do you watch on TikTok ask them that like What's your favorite media to consume and why? And can we recreate some of that? Like so much of the trending things that are on, on TikTok or TikTok, TikTok. Or, I know, I'm saying the same thing. <laughs> or uh, like Instagram Reels or Facebook Reels or whatever. Like so much of that stuff is like, it's a copy of some, you know, it's a trend. Like somebody did a video of, whatever it is. And then, and then other people pick it up and like do their own version of that same thing. Right. So like that, that's a good way to get in front of a ton of people too. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, really, really a good point. Like I said, just to do something that's a little bit different. And again, how fun is that? I know for me, yeah. I actually had to take Facebook off of my home, uh, off of my homepage on my phone because of those darn reels. You oh, I know. Just it would go into they suck you in. <laughs> they they suck really you do. In. Yep. <laughs> Twenty seconds at a time, man. Yep. Twenty seconds at a time. <laughs> yep. so, so, if people wanted to find out more about what you do, well, first of all, what do you do? And if people want to continue the conversation, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? My process, I is I have a stupid simple process that cuts out the BS, right? So things that manufacturers tend to really hate about working with marketing people is that they come in, they do this hour long, you know, free consultation. And then they give you this massive proposal that had, you know, it's like 20 grand up front. And then you got like thousands of dollars a month that you got to pay them for whatever SEO, you know, things that you don't get, you don't understand what these, what these services are or why you should be paying thousands of dollars a month for them. I really come in the way my process works is I'll have like a quick intro call with somebody to see if, if they're a good fit for the process. And then if they're interested, then I will book them for the setup is what we call it. Two hour long interview where I really deep dive with them on, you know, who they are, where they've been, what we, where they're headed, you know, what they're really good at, what projects they love doing, what projects are most profitable. Like we kind of go through and really dig into what makes you awesome and what's going to make you even more awesome and really get you to where you want to go. 
And then at the end of that, I provide a super detailed, like a blueprint basically for things that they can take and run with that will help them, you know, they can implement right away that will help them up-level their, their marketing. And then I'll give them a proposal for having us execute some of the work. So I execute in sprints. We will actually pick a date to do their build out. And me and my team will spend some time ahead of that, kind of getting some things ready for them to look at. And I, you know, I take everything that like our, the setup document that I provide is kind of the, you know, it's the design brief that we use to, to do the build out. I usually have them provide me with some ideas of things that they like, you know, other websites that they like, other brands that they like for whatever reason. And then we, we build all the things out and then we meet with the customer for usually like a full day. It kind of depends on how much we're doing. Sometimes it can be multiple days depending on what they, you know, what they want. And we'll go through and show them everything that we built and make changes in real time. And then we launch at the end of the day. And so like if we're doing a website, for example, we'll, we'll launch towards the end of the day and I'll actually spend some time training them on how to use it. So we use Squarespace, which is a super simple out of the box platform that is really user-friendly and it has everything right in there. So your hosting and your domain and all that stuff, it can all be right in Squarespace. So then you're not having to figure out where, you know, where your stuff is all managed and it makes it really easy. And a lot of web developers and marketing agencies will completely turn their nose up at that because it's, it kind of makes them irrelevant, right? Because it's the customer can make changes on their own. And, but for me, I, I think that's powerful and I want my customers to have that power and to be able to make those changes. Because like I said, the, you know, the more often you make changes on your site, the, the more successful it's going to be. And, and what's the best way to get in touch with you? I'm pretty active on LinkedIn, Emily, Joanne Wilkins on LinkedIn. So you can go to marketingmetal.com, marketingmetal.com. Just get a hold of me if you are interested in the blog system, or I have a couple other freebies that I actually have a DIY version of the setup process that I go through that I can provide and some different things. I I was going to set up a page for it and I never got around to oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, just shoot me a message. Tell me you found me on Manufacturers Network and I'll, I'll send you the, right. the stuff. So yeah. All right. Well, Emily, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been a lot of fun getting to chat with you. Yeah, thank you, Lisa. I really appreciate this opportunity. I'm Lisa Ryan, and this is the Manufacturers Network Podcast. We'll see you next time.